0: Shepparton, are you ready to go-go? The Rewind 80s Mixtape Tour comes to your area of planet Earth Saturday the 18th of June 2022. Riverlinks Westside, Shepparton. All the greatest 80s hits and memories. Get your tickets for a ripper night. www.rewind80smixtape.com.au See you soon, guys, and thank you so much for your support.
1: Woo! Oh!
0: As I suck on my JD and Coke.
2: <laughs> How you going, guys? This is Jay Jovi.
0: I'm Sammy Hardon.
2: <laughs> and this is the '80s montage. How you yeah. going?
0: Are you drinking tonight or not?
2: Yeah, I'm having a little sly and quiet vodka and lemonade. How about you?
0: Jack Daniels and
2: Coke. How many of you had? How many of you? This is know? my second. Oh, this is my second, so that's not Two. too bad for this us. This is my second one. Yeah. One, yeah. No, one drink, really one show, one lot. drink the I only next. need it.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because we're double shows tonight. So mm. uh, this show's really cool. Drummers of the 80s.
2: We thought we'd look at this just because, oh, for fuck's sake. That we was a kick drum
1: for
0: the- you from <laughs> the mouth.
2: Bit of bass in that one. Yeah, Bit right on. Bit of bass on, in right that fucking
0: feet. treble. Bit yeah, of little nice. Scott Herbs.
2: Nice tempo there. She's going for another blast.
0: Bloody Behringer, mate. It's all bass and Behringer.
2: <laughs> so we thought we'd look at drummer of the eight, drummers of the 80s because of the recent passing of Taylor Hawkins. We yeah. thought what a great way to pay, pay tribute to him and that the drummers that inspired him and the drummers that inspired us by looking mm. at drummers from the 80s.
0: Absolutely. So, of course, Taylor Hawkins was – De- everyone's devastated by it as he was so young, 50, and so fit. You have to be very fit as a drummer. You can't really be. No, oh, look, f- you can be big and fit though. I've seen big drummers that are fit but most drummers have beautiful arms and, you know. Yeah.
2: you got to be strong. you got to have like fucking core strength because you're, you're moving your arms and legs all at fucking once, you know, especially yeah, like yeah. fucking yeah. – Double double kick drums and all of that kind of shit. Like some, depending on their kick, you, gotta, you know, you got
0: to be able to bang things the right way, mate.
2: That's Just right, banging at, things. Yeah, it's an expectation that drummers have nice arms, so you got to get into the gym, yeah. do those fucking bicep curls. Make the most of it,
0: yeah. And they just love banging things, don't they? So I thought we'd play a bit of ta- uh, Taylor Hawkins just to start the show because it is a little bit of a tribute to him and drummers of the '80s because they are important and especially if they're really lovely guys, they're very important. That's right. So before let's have a yeah, Taylor, yeah Before yeah.
2: we throw to Taylor, that was Rob Hurst, by the way, from Midnight Oil. That's of right, course. it was. That's why it's we Robbie. came in with Midnight Oil. Now Rob was one of the he he was he put the band together. He, you know, he put Midnight All together. He was one of the founding members and has been active the entire time since 1971 to now. So that's a fucking great effort, mate. What a fucking legend.
0: Yeah, born the 3rd of September and he's a Virgo. Isn't that interesting? Because I put him up first on the list. I don't know why I did that. But I've always Uh. loved watching him. I think he's really – on top of it all and he's just – because some drummers will play quite back, some drummers will play quite forward, some drummers mm. are sort of, you know, just a little bit of drifters, whatever, they they change tempos a tiny, tiny bit. But the thing about drummers is they're human and they're not a drum machine so things are very different with drummers. They're not all the same. They're not – it's not like – it's like singing almost because there's one singer that can do this amount of – of height with their register and there's other singers that that can't, you know. So it's an interesting thing.
2: Yeah. And look, Rob Hurst really drives that band. He really pushes He does drive.
0: He is the driver. Absolutely, yeah.
2: And it gives them a really exciting urgency, live especially. I love it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I've always loved watching that guy. Even when I was younger, as a kid, I understood that he was – a really cool guy.
2: Yeah, yeah. Great. Great start. Let's listen to some Taylor, huh? All
0: right, Taylor.
1: <laughs> Taylor Hawkins on the drums tonight. Look at that motherfucker.
2: Taylor. David. Listen, Yes. Dan, light them up. Let me see all the people right now. Uh, see? They love you, man. Feel it. Okay. Here's the thing. Taylor Hawkins, best fucking drummer in the world. Taylor Hawkins, best fucking singer in the world. Taylor Hawkins gonna come down and sing a song for you tonight!
1: That was awesome, Smear. Everybody dancing! You guys want to hear Dave Grohl play the fucking drums? Yeah. The, the best part about getting to be the lead singer of the Foo Fighters just for one song is I really do have the greatest rock and roll drummer on the planet That's Earth. The fuck, to play drums for me.
0: love how they talk to each other. It's so good.
2: How fucking beautiful is that? I mean that's as recent as what, last week?
0: Yeah, yeah. He looked fantastic.
2: Yeah. Yeah, such a shock. But look, yeah, as I say, best way to pay tribute to him is to look at drummers that he loved and that we loved as well. So let's go for it.
0: Yeah, well, this one is one of yours and I totally agree with you, babe. I think uh, this guy is fucking incredible and you feel it like a heartbeat, you know. That's the thing. The drummer is the heartbeat of the band and if they're solid and they're fucking it's something about their self-esteem that has to be right for them to drum you know what I mean there's got to be a really good self-esteem about them I've noticed in over the years with drummers some of them miss that and then you go oh god come on man you've just got to fucking do it but uh this guy definitely had the self-esteem of a bull
2: Fucking, how exciting is it? I just love them. I just love them so much. They just get my blood boiling, mate. Like, when I'm angry, I listen to Metallica. (laughs) I fucking love them.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Give it a good blast in the car. It's just, it's just, I can, I can push all the bullshit out of my mind by listening to Metallica. And I sort of, um, I used to listen to a lot of Gunners and stuff, which was, uh, Blues rock, you know, blues rock inspired. These guys aren't blues rock inspired, you know. They they they, they were really, they were unto their own. Metallica were like groundbreakers, mate. And especially Lars as a drummer. He influenced so many drummers after him. And uh, he's originally Danish. He, right. he only moved to the US when he was in his teens. And... Uh, D- Denmark has an amazing rock scene. They've got an amazing bloody metal scene. A lot of those yeah. sort of northern European coal countries, they have fucking incredible metal scenes. It's really yeah. interesting because they're you quite – You see that
0: on Eurovision.
2: Yeah, yeah. When you watch Eurovision, quite-
0: all the heavy metal bands are know, fr- in- or Nordic, you know what I mean?
2: Nordic, yeah, that's right. It's funny because they can, they can be quite uh, composed – you know, as people, and then like you fucking listen to the music that they listen to, and it's just like and hell, you know. You gotta warm up yeah, somehow, yeah, I yeah. guess, it's a in surprise. the cold. Yeah. Now yeah. I, So that track
0: was Master of Puppets, by the way, too. Just want to mention that, 1986.
2: Yeah. yeah, what a great album. And that was recorded in Copenhagen, I believe. So sort of right in right in sort of Lars Heartland, you know. But but um I I kind of went off Lars in particular, I guess, as a person, a little bit when mm-hmm. I watched Some Kind of Monster, the documentary. Doco. Can you remember that?
1: Yeah, yeah. of course, yeah. I think
2: a lot of people did because they didn't want to see Metallica in that context, like having group therapy sessions and talking about their feelings and shit, you know.
0: Oh, I think it's great. It is interesting
2: oh. It is interesting. It came out sort of in a glory period of rock documentaries. Can you remember? Was it Dig? Remember the one about what's a band that sings Bohemian like you? Bohemian I can't like
0: remember. you. Yeah. Can't
2: remember. We used to be friends and Bohemian like you. Oh, you that's they,
0: uh, Nick Rhodes produced
2: that. That's yeah, we used
0: to be friends. Yeah. That's a – fuck, Maddie's going to kill us for doing this shit. No,
2: Dandy Warhols. Dandy Dandy
0: Warhols. That's it.
2: Yeah. Now, um, they had that doco that came out about them and Brian Jonestown Massacre, remember, and the sort of rivalry. And I remember they came out at a similar time, those two docos, and it made me love Dandy Warhols even more and it kind of put me off Metallica just a little bit. But – yeah, what was it? I mean, I they still, a lot, or what? It was just the group therapy shit, and I mean, ah, oh, you would you would go through a lot of that shit, especially if you I don't know done a lot of drugs and alcohol when you were younger. You were off that now, and you're like looking to sort of redefine yourself as a group. And you fucking look around. It's like a marriage, you know. You look around and you're sober, and it's like suddenly, oh, fuck, we've got to live with each other for the rest of our lives. And they're sort of sorting all that shit out. I didn't necessarily want to know about it, though, as a fan.
0: Yeah, right. Strange.
2: Yeah. Lars and his dad. Yeah. Lars and his dad have a very big influence on that band. Very big influence.
0: Yeah. Was he a bit whingy or was he a man? What was he like? Did he? Lars, go, hey, hey,
2: hey. Yeah, it's that. Was L- Lars he? is sort of oh, yeah. Lars damn. is a, a little bloke. Yeah, and you right. Just wanted, you, you just wanted him to shut the fuck up sometimes.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, oh,
2: God, his personality was so huge. I can, uh, I just, I, I just think of him and James in a band. Look, Kirk was is has quite a soft uh, personality but like James and Lars, mate, big, big, strong masculine personalities but Lars, he's got this big personality in a little frame and you just want to tell him, I don't know, shut the fuck up or something. I don't know. I don't know. Look, I still love the band. I still love the band.
0: It was interesting because, you know, it's not very masculine to have that happen. I – think therapy in a band is actually quite a good idea because the dynamics of people coming together and playing music for that long is a fucking very big thing for the human body to go through. And I feel it, running bands, I just go what the fuck, what's going on with this and everyone must feel the same. So I don't mind the uh, old HR episode of them having some therapy and working out their problems, you know, because you – it's like living in a household for years with the yeah. musos and everyone wants to fucking push their energy through the song. They want this, they want that yeah. and it's all about ego. So keeping the egos intact is a hard issue, you know.
1: Yeah, or the yeah. fact
0: that people don't really want to do it for much longer. They – think it's just a little part-time gig or they think it's not a real job. A lot of musos think it's not a real job, man. They fucking do and I get over it very quickly and I get over people thinking music is not a fucking industry and it is the biggest industry in the fucking world but people seem to think they can do other shit and outside of their lifestyles and it's it's quite frustrating. So being in a band for that big though would be – Really quite hard, I'm assuming, you know, and, and dating the same chicks. Who fucking knows what they do, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it's just like I, – I don't know. I think I, – I remember how I was after 10 years in an originals band and there's just sort of some shit and some idiosyncrasies of the band members that you just – not willing to stomach anymore, you know what I mean? And I really can see the value of having group therapy and that kind of shit within a band. And you think of like Rolling Stones and fucking, you know, these guys and fucking whoever else, you would really need that kind of mediation after a while because especially if there's still sort of competition of egos after fucking... 10 20 30 years it's like oh jesus you know let somebody else fucking help you sort yeah. through it i reckon yeah. yeah
1: that's
0: right a lot All of right. musos what we got next? uh can't handle it really um yeah, yeah. no i'm going to put in this guy he i've met this guy and i really love him he's a lovely oh, a great. lovely young man here we mm-hmm. go
2: Fantastic, another fantastic drummer. And so you've met him. Tell us about that.
0: So we've we've used to do Call Me Blondie a lot in Rewind 80s when we first started the band and then we just done it so much we kind of didn't do it anymore but it's a song that is fucking great, you know, it's a great play, you know. Um, so Clem Burke is in Blondie. Maddie, who produces our show, supported Blondie at – track lounge? You were there that night, weren't you?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh,
0: He supported Blondie with the Attack of the Mannequins and I met Clem Burke and his wife because I was doing merch for that's the That's right, of I the remember Mannequins. that. Yeah. yeah. So I did merch for Attack of the Mannequins and the guy that did merch for Blondie, he was a real pisshead. like he just wanted to drink wine and sell Blondie merch but then he walked off and disappeared for fucking one hour and I'm standing there selling Blondie merch and fucking Attack of the Mannequin merch and there was a <laughs> photo, <laughs> it was pretty funny because I I don't really drink in that situation when I've got to do some work. Anyway, there was a photo of Blondie, you know the one where she's got her undies on with the T-shirt and she's holding the teddy bears? They were selling that for about 400 bucks. It was like an A4 shot of that Blondie shot where she's got the yes. teddy bears with the undies on. Well, anyway, yeah, yeah. this punter came up and went, what can you tell me about this shot that I'm thinking of buying it, you know? And I went, well, she's not – she's younger there than she's what she young. is now. She's not young. <laughs> she's got a teddy bear and she's in she, in her undies. What more do you need? She went, okay, Freaking. I'll take two, right? <laughs> so I'm selling – Fucking Blondie merch because this guy's gone out and had a wine. I don't know what he was doing. (laughs) And then I'm selling Attack of the Mannequin merch and Clem Burke came over and said, where's the merch guy? And I've gone... I don't know, dude, but I've sold three of your photos and a couple of T-shirts. Here's 900 bucks, right, or something. It was a lot of money. And he just looked at me and went, oh, my God, thank you so much. I said, yeah, no worries, all good. Like they get paid a wage to go and do merch for these big bands and fucking go off and stand at the bar the whole time.
2: Fuck. So he
0: was really lovely. And then his wife came over to me and she had a phone and she went, Look at my fucking cat, man. Look at my fucking cat. Isn't it the best fucking cat in the world? It was only a kitten. And I went, oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, cool. We're going there. And I went, yeah, that's an amazing cat. And she was out there, man. She was out there. So both <laughs> lovely people but Clem is a lovely guy. And I know yeah, Batesy right. is really good friends with Clem.
2: Oh, wow. You know, oh, that's right. I remember him saying that's right. Yeah. Absolutely, Green.
0: really good friends. He's just a really good guy, but he's also a really good drummer. So his yeah. drum, he's he's not he's he's a lot more natural, I think, than than drummers. And he can tend to, I might be wrong, but can speed up and slow down a little bit. But that's what we love about him. Like there's things mm. that he's a bit punky. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I I, I actually love the organic nature of his playing. Yeah. A lot of feeling in it, a lot of a lot of soul in it,
0: and he's been doing it for years.
2: Mm, that's you know, right. he's
0: born in November twenty fourth, nineteen fifty four, so yeah. he's been around for a long time.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right. And he was mm-hmm. in the
0: Ramones for a brief time in nineteen eighty seven. Apparently,
2: oh, that's right.
0: Yes, which is amazing. So he's he's the hard rock hard rock thing, mate.
2: Yeah, sixty seven.
0: So still, still doing it. You know Fantastic. which is
2: great, good on him.
0: Next one is one of our favorites and has a big stick himself. <laughs>
2: I love that song so much. Can we put not it back bad. in the set? I love it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah? No? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah? yeah.
0: I don't think it went down that well, really. Oh, really? Nah. Ah. nah. It wasn't. I don't know. I don't know. It might have been because we had fill-in. I'm not sure, but. Um, oh,
2: yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I well, don't know.
2: We had a lot of fill-ins around that time, didn't we? I, I don't know what was going on. And I sort of associate it with that fucking waltzing Matilda Hotel or whatever it was.
0: No, it always goes on, babe. I'm doing fill-ins all the time, you know.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. Never, eh?
0: It's never stopped. But uh, I think Sash was on drums with us that night, who's a great drummer, absolutely. Nah,
2: it was the other one, the ball one, you know, the one from fucking – The one who rooted all the band moles,
0: remember? I'm not going to mention his name. (laughs) Right, was it it really? Yeah. Yeah. Right.
2: I I can't see him
0: attacking that at all. I uh, think he
2: over attacked it, to be honest. I think that was the part of the. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
0: Uh, Tommy Lee. Have you finished the show? Tell me, have you finished the show?
2: Oh, I haven't yet. I haven't had the fucking time to watch any TV, to be honest. But yeah. I'm I'm hanging out too. I really want to see it. I saw, what's her name? Is it Lara James or something like that? The chick who played Pammy. I saw her on the Oscars. Holy fuck, the Oscars. Did you watch yeah. the Oscars?
0: Let's talk about that, eh? Talking fuck about fucking hell, mate. shit. Let's hitting get off shit. the track. <laughs> oh.
2: Holy so what's your stand hell. on that?
0: I actually quite enjoyed that.
2: Him. I I don't know. Look, it made, it made me a bit sad for him. I think he's a massive douchebag, right? I think she's a bit of a wanker too. Yeah, yeah, ever, I know what you mean. Have you ever listened to their fucking the red table. table interviews? Yeah, oh, yeah, shut yeah. up. It's a
0: bit like masturbating with fucking razors, isn't it? You can't I fucking don't watch it. I don't
2: want to know about it. It's yeah, like, I don't either. This is another case of like I don't want to hear your therapy. I don't want to fucking hear your therapy. Yeah. Once once an artist, once their sort of, their politics and their therapy and all of that shit becomes bigger than their art, I don't want to know about them.
0: Yeah, well, they should be secretive about it, absolutely. We want to know that they're happy and, and doing their shit, you know, not that they're fucking trying to work out their shit, you know.
2: I remember there was like a sledge in a comment and it simply said something like, like it was under one of their clips. And it said something like, why do people keep giving this couple airtime? And I was like, exactly. It's like, yes, don't give them the attention. Like, I don't fucking care. I don't care like about them the- as a
0: couple, but I nah. like him on his own. I think I j- he's I- quite intelligent on his own.
2: I actually think. ...as much as they love each other, it's like fucking just break up. Just break yeah. up.
0: Yeah, it's the whole fucking around on each other... ...that I think you don't really have the right to do... You fucking experiment on what you know of the world... I don't actually – I think a lot of it is frustration for Will that she – I reckon she'd be a ruder. She fucks around on him and he doesn't know how to handle it. Now, on the other hand, Chris Rock has just been divorced. All his money's fucked off with his ex-wife. She's fucking absolutely ruined the cunt. And yeah. he's feeling bitter and twisted about women. So he's just going, women are cunts, bah, bah, ba. I heard him on the project and I was so – Oh, no, Chris Rock, we don't need to hear this fucking family shit, man. Just be funny, you know. So they're both going through their own stuff and it just sort of collided and went whack, you know, or it was a fucking great publicity stunt.
2: Look, he's, Chris Rock has a bit of a history on picking on them as a couple and yeah, picking right. on her in particular. And it's like fucking he could say whatever he wanted about Will Smith and Will Will Smith's Will Smith. He's like one of the biggest movie stars out there, you know. It's fucking Chris Rock. You know, Chris Rock can say whatever, but the moment he starts bringing Jada into it, I just think, fucking mate, of course he's going to crack him. But I really think it happened because Will started laughing. That's He right. looked across at Jada. She looked disgusted and Will was like, yep. fuck, I fucked up. And it was that sort of guilt that propelled him to snap. He, got, he thought, I've got to protect my family, got up and did it.
0: I think he might be a bit pussy whipped over Jada for no reason.
2: I think he's always felt like he's not good enough for her. Something's going bec- on, you're right. Because she, well, remember she went out with fucking Tupac?
0: Oh mate, I could only imagine who she's been out with. Yeah, but she was, yeah. you're right.
2: Yeah. That's right. She, look, gorgeous chick and I mean mate, she has so much gravitas. Like you wouldn't say she's a superstar, but f- she's she's actually she a- is actually quite magnetic. You know And Yeah I don't know Look I don't want to know anything about them more as a couple I think this is an awful shame I think it's yeah. an awful shame And I give the marriage six months Is that Is that too rough? Oh look if they can know. root
0: around on each other They'll be together forever Because they'll be trying to prove it to the world forever You know that's Apparently I think that's he what sticks it in
2: is. He sticks it in as well What her? No Like chicks and dudes yeah, Fucking good. Yeah good. I'm glad. Very exciting. Yeah,
0: good. <laughs> I haven't heard look, the boy. Yeah, the like, thing. like
2: I don't know. Don't don't try to overanalyze it and kind of.
0: Yeah. You know what well, I mean. You don't need to teach the world. You don't need to save the world. Just you don't need chill. to explain yourself
2: mm. to anybody. Just fucking do what you do and don't apologize. You know. Oh. So boring. Anyway. Yeah. It'll be interesting exciting. to see how that all becomes. out. an exciting out. TV moment, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, but have you seen the Talking Penis with Tommy? You haven't as yet, have you?
2: No, I, <laughs> oh, I haven't yet.
0: was the highlight no, of my week.
2: <laughs>
1: it's
0: exactly what a penis does. It uh, talks. It tells you how to do shit. It controls you. And this is why people get in trouble.
2: Yeah. It's a fucking yeah. –
0: it's an entity of its own and this yeah. is it just explains it so well like i've i've never seen anything explained so well in a production or a movie before yeah of how strong the penis is and how pussy is so <laughs> powerful you know
2: <laughs> i might try to knock off an extra episode tonight i'll see how i go after this yeah awesome. yeah
0: yeah right
2: now, okay. I've, look, I've talked at talked at length about Tommy Lee and how I met him and fucking listen to some yeah. old episodes. You'll be able to catch yeah, up. Yeah, that's you right. Go.
0: You have met him and it was an amazing night and mm. you know, interesting, interesting yeah. stuff. But this is the my favourite woman of all time. Did you
2: think of this as well? What? Did you? Because I put this on my list. Did you think? Did you pop her in your list as well?
0: Oh God, yeah.
2: yeah. I'm like oh, yeah. a huge and fan. Yeah, yeah Like
0: this woman to me is God
2: Oh God, yeah And I really do rate her as a percussionist She's fucking incredible Percussionist,
0: drummer, everything She's better than any fucking male drummer You know, like I'm just about to play you Sign of the Times Where her nipples are so fucking hard And she's playing the drums It's unbelievable Here we go Unbelievable.
2: Fucking sexy. Oh, she's so fucking sexy. I just love this footage of her and the outfit she's wearing as she's drumming as well, you know. It's really – drumming seems to be quite a male domain but she absolutely held her own. I love her so much. And she did it in such a sort of sexy, feminine way. You don't expect it.
0: Yeah, I think because she was a – An amazing percussionist that makes her a little bit different from the norm When she's on drums Prince Mm. was an amazing drummer too Like he was a great drummer Oh fuck yeah, absolutely Uh, When Sheila got up in Sign of the Times I remember seeing that I would have been No, I was old I was 17, 18 It was 1988 I think, Sign of the Times And I couldn't believe the fact that she slapped the cymbals with her bare hands and fucking punched the air like she did. Like that was just like fuck. I nearly learnt drums because of that and then I couldn't (sighs) give a fuck much later.
1: (laughs) But um,
0: I loved her. But I also loved her as a singer and a performer with her own original stuff and Glamorous Life was the first single I ever really brought on 12-inch, you know. Yeah, and that's right. The prince, the female prince, like you know, amazing.
2: Belle of St Mark is that the other one?
0: I yeah, Bell of St Mark. There yeah. was, oh, there were so many songs, mm. and she was hot. She used to wear beautiful cut off leg sort of outfits. But yeah, the, I love the thing that. that everyone remembers with the Chillerie, uh solo is the stiff nipples. You know the fact that her nipples are hard. That was just like suck shit, kids. Ooh, you know. And she she was, and I met her. Like I didn't meet her, but I eyeballed her at this at the concert at Billboards when she was here. Mm. She got on the kit a couple of times. It was sort of to the right hand side of stage. She got on the kit, and I got thrown up to dance with the band, and it was amazing. I remember
2: telling you about this. Yeah, yeah.
0: Fucking excited to meet, or I like she just kept looking at me because she could see what was going on. Yeah, but I watch her on Facebook. I love it. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. that's right. Did you did you see her last night at the Oscars? She played at the Oscars.
0: No, I haven't seen any TV. Yeah, yeah, there
2: was a bit of a. um, She's very big again. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's still going, still fucking going for it. I think she's Um, sort of
0: musical directing a lot of stuff too, and she's got her own TV show that she does on um, the internet.
2: Yeah, that's it. But
0: I just think she's incredibly smart.
2: Yeah, that's it. Love and
0: her. I don't know, she broke down those barriers for us with being a woman and a woman of colour as well. Like we really loved that about her, that we weren't sure what she was or who she was, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. Love her. And she was sort of Prince's representative at the We Are The World recording. You know, she's the one that turned up, remember?
0: Yeah right. Yeah. Mm. Well, they were gonna get married.
2: Oh, were yeah, they? they? Oh God, yeah. They were engaged. Oh fuck, is that right? Yeah, that's wow. right.
0: Wow. So that never happened. They met many, many, many years ago. Because mm. her dad is obviously um, in a band yep. with her and the mum and everything. So yeah, they were. I, that she was just a. I, I I I actually was blown away when I met when I when I met Chilere, not. Met her, sorry. When I saw her when she was when I was little, I couldn't work out why she was so much like Prince. I was like, What's going on here? What is this woman, you know? And then all of a sudden, it made sense when you saw Sign of the Times and he was she was drumming for the band, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, that's right.
0: Now, this next one's exciting, sure is. Every fucking cover band in the world thinks they're this cunt. Here we go.
2: Truck, yeah, 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 yeah. What a fucking really? track. I I th- know. Oh, see, it? I fucking love it. And the kids Reminds love it. Reminds me of it. deodorant. Yeah, the kids love it as well. Do they? I don't know why they do. Of course but they would, it, yeah. Yeah, it stood the test of time this song. I thought you might have played <laughs> uh, bloody Rosanna because that really shows off his drumming track. Not that I'm complain- um, complaining because I love that track as well. Well, but, we've kind um, of talked
0: about Rosanna a lot. And I That's thought right. we need to play a bit of Africa.
2: Yeah, yeah. Because
0: we all know it's about Rosanna Raquette and I thought, oh, I'll do Africa, you know, we'll yeah. take everyone to Africa.
2: Now he was a big session muso and highly regarded as a session muso. Uh, he played with Michael Jackson, remember?
0: Yeah, they did the album, yeah, Thriller.
2: Fuck yeah. 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 So Amazing. highly regarded. And you wouldn't
0: have thought that either, you know. You wouldn't mm. have thought it was Toto – Doing Michael Jackson, you know? Yeah,
2: yeah, that's right. Oh, have we we mentioned his name, Jeff Pocaro? Jeff Porcaro, uh, yeah. He was thirty eight when he died. He died in ninety two.
0: Unbelievable.
2: Big uh, used to used to hit the coke.
0: Oh, did he? Damn.
2: Yeah, he died of a heart attack.
0: Oh, bless.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. not good. No, but thirty eight, I- mate.
0: Yeah. That's, mate, mate, the body, the human body. I think drumming's a hardcore thing on your body. I don't think it's an yeah. easy thing. And if you're pushing it that little bit too far, I mm. don't know. Yeah,
2: yeah. You've got
0: to be really careful, drummers. Don't drum That's too right. much and don't use your dick too much because you might hurt yeah. your dicky-picky. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Toto and I appreciate Toto but I fucking hate when a band that can't play Toto try to fucking play Toto, it's my you, pet yeah. hate.
2: Toto hate is it. a big Toto's a big favourite with kind of I don't know Losers. really really nerdy musos.
0: Yeah, that's right. You know, they, they love sort in their bedroom of like for twenty four hours, music,
2: music theory, and sort of wank off on it. You know, I don't yeah. know. And, uh, wank yeah. off on it. Yeah.
0: Oh my I god! A major. Oh! Hey, Major <laughs> fucking Sharp. Oh, <laughs> fucking no. hell. Suck me off. Oh, God. I'm going to go and see fucking theatre. What's Dream Theatre next week? Oh,
1: fuck no. hell.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh. I think Australia are really funny like that. Like, and I mean, have you heard the version of Africa that's out of tune? I <laughs> do We listen to the out of tune Africa. All the way home from a gig in oh. Relgan and pissed no. ourselves laughing. It is fucking hilarious.
2: I can't fucking do that shit. Hilarious. It makes me makes me want to give up music. I can't, Why? I can't. Oh, it's you hilarious. know when you hear out of tune shit? Nah, I can't do it. I have to turn it off. And if I'm in the gig, I've, I walk out. I can't do it.
0: How of tune shit? Well, I think it was um like a joke, but mate, I've heard some out of tune shit. And I, just I can't do it. It makes me embarrassed. Mm. Yeah. No, nah, this is pretty funny. We are, Zach, Zach, Zedris and Maddie and I used to listen to it and piss ourselves laughing. And everyone that's heard it will know what I mean. It's very, very funny. But look, he was one of the best drummers. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Really highly regarded. Absolutely. He did, um, I think it was all of Thriller and a little bit of Dangerous or something like that.
0: Yeah, mm. the whole band. You know, mm. the whole band was involved. You know, but
2: that's
0: it. yeah, good old yeah. Toto. You have to mention Toto. Uh, well, obviously Jeff in this show because every drummer loves him. You know.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh fuck! I've got ten minutes on my phone. Ten percent on my phone, Sammy.
0: Yeah. Right. Okay. So we're forty-five minutes in.
2: Yeah. So yeah. this All one good. we've got to Let's mention. Go for it.
0: We've got to mention. We're right yeah. on time though to tell you the through, truth. Through but I'm going to play teeth. I'm going to play this part of the song which is really really everyone's highlight.
1: But the so you
0: That's enough of that one. Our mate Phil Collins.
2: That's right, a good old mate. Uh, yeah, drummer, drummer, singer, fucking ugly cunt. Now, good drummer we, though. <laughs> yeah, great drummer. Look, I, I had to, I had to admit, as much as I'm not into him, mm-hmm. he's fucking legendary drummer, legendary mm-hmm. drummer, and inspired so many other drummers. And look, you would have to be. Such a good drummer and, and songwriter and composer and so forth. If you were that fucking butt ugly, <laughs> <laughs>
1: true, true, yeah.
0: But you know, he's the biggest thing in the 80s.
2: Fuck yeah, like, no, absolutely
0: all his huge. albums, so many absolutely bands, huge. you know, like so many. Excuse me, that was a bird, the, <laughs> the J so Daniels <laughs> and Tennessee Whiskey. In yeah. my gutter. Good.
1: Um,
0: oh. Yeah, no, but Phil Collins, we're going to mention Phil, but let's go with my favorite drummer of the 80s, which was, I thought was pretty funny because this is, is the yeah. shit, this is really what drummers are like. Have a listen to this.
2: Uh, I uh, thought uh, some of you might like to know a little bit more about uh, our drummer, whom we affectionately refer to as Animal. Animal! <laughs> That's
1: his name, actually. Uh, Animal, uh, uh, why don't you tell our audience, how long have you been playing the drums? Oh, uh. One, two, three, four. Five.
2: Five years, Five. years huh? Five. Yes, okay. Well, I, I guess uh, your drums uh, mean a great deal to you, huh? Ah, uh, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, nice. you like i more than food, I guess, huh? They are food. Eat drums, eat balls. <laughs> How symbolic! Bad
2: pun. Uh, yeah. Uh, listen, I imagine you have a lot of idols. Uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Buddy Rich. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Gene Krupa.
1: Yeah, Krupa, Krupa. Tony Checkers. Tur- uh. He's our new drummer. He begins next week.
2: Love him. <laughs> Animal from the Muppets. Yeah. He was so '80s. Fuck yeah, and I mean, he he really solidified the stereotype of drummers being a bit fucking. dumb. They nailed like it a, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now remember, remember this: aggro is simply a an animal from the Muppets puppet with the hair sort of cut down. Yeah. Remember, you yeah. fucking look at Animal from the Muppets and Agro side by side. They're, they're just fucking different colour and that's it. Mm. That's amazing.
0: Absolutely.
2: How did he ever get out of that, Jamie Dunn, the, the puppet, puppeteer for, for Agro? Lucky. I don't
0: know. We just didn't think of Animal when we saw Agro though, did we? No. Maybe we the hair was missing.
2: It's so fucking obvious. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah, it's obvious when you hair. get older. Absolutely. I think he coloured, coloured him in slightly as well. There was something something sort of different, but yeah, it's the same the same fucking puppet.
0: Absolutely, we got a, we had to mention animal because we grew up watching the Muppets, and before we were even musicians, we were like, "Really? Is that what a drummer's like?" Well, yeah, they pretty much nailed it. So uh, yeah. the last one tonight, honey, is. Well, we could do two episodes of this. It, it could go forever, but I'm just going to play this guy. He was amazing as well.
2: track fucking fantastic and i love love i actually love drummers that can play lightly like i love heavy hitters yeah that's right but i love Absolutely drummers that dynamic, can play a yeah. Li- yeah not overdo it and he the um stuart copeland had an amazing ability at that you listen to like walking on the moon by the police mm. and you'll mm. really hear what i mean mm. really beautiful light touch lovely he um he actually sort of uh because i mean the Everybody was, like, terribly upset. I think in 80, oh, 86 when they broke up, the police, uh, everybody was, re- like, really, really upset about it. Sting was moving on to his solo project and they had a lot of fans who were actually a bit uh, angry with Sting over that because they loved the yeah. police so much. I've got to say I was one of them. But he, Stuart Copeland went on and he used to compose a lot of uh, movie co- uh, soundtracks lot of film soundtracks. You, you look up, like, the, the soundtracks that he worked on. It's fucking incredible. So, I mean, he wouldn't have been complaining. There would have been big money in that.
0: Absolutely.
2: Mm. Absolutely.
0: But I think that's our show this week because I've got six minutes left on the pod Bloody Roads podcaster.
2: Because oh. I didn't empty
0: out the memory.
2: I <laughs> that and my phone's about to go flat. Yeah, That's real yeah, world, we're all everybody. tonight. We're yeah. all happening.
0: But yeah, well done. I think, look, drummers of the 80s, we could look at this another time and, and definitely do more drummers because there were so many drummers that I could think of. I actually met Omar Akim uh, when he played with the girly show Madonna when he came out to Melbourne and he was a lovely guy and he did a lot of things. Omar, he was more of a session player Mm -hmm. but still an amazing uh, drummer that I really, really loved, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. And there's so many other, you know. He played Bring On The Night with
0: Sting and stuff like that, which I love that Bring On The Night. I think that's an amazing doco.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, But, yeah, there's heaps more. If you want us to look at any more drummers, let us know and we'll give it a go.
2: Now, yeah, definitely let us know because drummers is like the musician that you probably may know the least about within a band, you know what I mean? Because they're they're up the back, you know. They're not sort of in the front line and – um, in a way, they're sort of like quiet achievers because you know their music a lot more than you know them. So it's great to sort of dive into this and really, really have a look at this. And look, drummers yeah. are so, so important to a band. They really, yeah, really I are.
0: Think, yeah. In the 80s, I think, though, we knew all the musos. I think it's really mm. different now. Yeah. But, like you always knew the culture club drummer and you always knew who was. It was just a little bit. Everyone cared a bit more about musicians and how many people were in the band. Yeah, you know what that's I mean. Right. Like Go yeah. Go's drummer and the Bangles. I mean, we could have gone forever. You know. Oh we look, know I, would added, I would have
2: added. I would have added Matt Sorum to this list as well from uh, the Cult, and went on to do Guns and Roses, and then Velvet Revolver after that. You know, incredible Rudd, drummer. Yeah, ACDC. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin Rudd. Oh, Budgie oh, no, from Susie
0: on. and the Banshees. I love Budgie. Yeah, and so did uh, Taylor. He loved Budgie as well. Yeah, he Eric did. Carr, yeah.
2: Mick Fleetwood,
0: yeah. Alex Van mm-hmm. Halen. My God, there Fuck are so yeah. many. Roger Taylor's both of them, Duran Duran and Queen. Fuck
2: yeah, Roger Could've Taylor. could have mentioned
0: I mean, there is a definite Steve Adler. There's definitely a couple of episodes here, but mm. we're gonna have to yeah. love and leave you guys.
2: Nice one, guys. We love you out there. We love you all around the world, especially the people listening in Trinidad where we went number three not long ago. Please, everyone, like, share, rate and review. Give us five stars and love it. write us a lovely message in the comments, you know. Say, go and get fucked, semi and Jay, or something like that, but still give us five stars. We don't mm. mind. Mm. We don't mind. Now – Best thing you can do is become a subscriber. We're on over 10 different platforms, guys, and the greatest thing of all you can do is become a Patreon for as little as like a $1.50 to $2 a month. But for $10 a month, you get all the extra episodes. So good on your Patreons. We love can our And I'll just Patreons. give the address,
0: the address, patreon.com forward slash the 80s montage
2: podcast. Fucking good on you guys. Thanks for supporting Rewind 80s Band. Thanks for supporting the 80s montage. And if it's music, mateys, or well, cool shit from the 80s, we're going to talk about it.
0: Unreal!